everybody. Thanks for joining us for the R&R Show. This is episode 83, and hello, friends. I'm Ruel Gaviola, joined, as always, by Chris and Ray, our co-hosts. And we've got a very special guest in the house right now, Raina from Pandasaurus. Hi, Raina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, I cannot wait to uh, talk about this. Uh, Folks, did you know that we record this live on Twitch? Because we do. Mm -hmm. Every time we do this, we have a pre-show and a post-show. You can get to know Rain a lot better during the uh, pre-show by clicking on links below for the extended edition of the show. A lot of great stuff. Uh, And hear all all about her love. Yes. Her love. (laughs) I overshare a lot. Get to know me real well. (laughs) Oh, Chris with the special effects. Look at it. Very, very Valentine's Day of you, Chris. Look at that. Yes. Hey, I had it. I mean, I was I was holding my hands like that below camera. I swear that's well, what I was doing. Just ready to, ready to pull them into frame. There it is. For there the, it is. For the, <laughs> special for the mac magic. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Valentine's Day <laughs> couples yes. games. Um, should before Ooh. we begin, should we should we define um what what we mean? What what was everyone's sort of criteria for their for their list? We're going specifically romantic partners. We're going two-player games. Going primary gaming partner. What were people thinking when they when they thought up these delicious gems that we're going to impart to everyone? <laughs> I would very much like to talk about this because I tried with this to really think about games that are heightened by like really knowing the other person very well. So not mm-hmm. necessarily like. Your, your smooching partner, but someone like a roommate or someone that you really live with that you're like very comfortable with. That's a little bit of like a teaser for the types of games I'm talking about. Cause I have a lot of really, really great two player games that I love just from a strategic. They're just like some of my favorite crunchy two player games, but I could in theory sit down with anyone at a convention and play this and have an equally great time. So I tried personally to try to pick games that are heightened by knowing the person you're playing with very well. That was my definition uh, going into this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nice. What about you, Raina? Did you uh, come in with any... Uh, Raina uh, Ruel? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did um, the opposite. I kind of just chose my favorite two-player games, and I could play this with anyone, whether romantic yeah, totally. or platonic. Um, but as soon as I sent that list over, I sat there and I was like, wait, they said couples games, not two player games. So <laughs> maybe I missed the mark. But, you know, regardless, I'm excited to talk about them. And, you know, everyone has a different definition of couples. So yep. we're Absolutely. getting a variety here, which is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, I can't wait to hear everyone's choices. Me, I, same thing. I just I went with my favorite two player games. But then I, I really thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with these because I think any couple, any two player grouping can play the games that I chose. So we shall see. Um, but yeah, having said that, uh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thank you for watching. And why don't we let Chris, you know, the, the man with the hearts, uh, kick things off here with our number 10 for today. <laughs> My doctor says it's the size of an elephant. Um, <laughs> and there are ma- major problems uh, with there are two in there. It's it's an issue. Um, no, um, so so for me, for my for my picks, uh, I I wanted to go with things, yeah, kind of along this, the same lines of Ray for a few of them, and then some for your nemesis. You can have your head to head battle, depending upon what sort of relationship. Your enemies you want. to lovers. Yeah, your enemies to lovers. A romance trope. novel. That's me that's too. later. <laughs> yeah, will will the darkling uh, change his ways? And uh, and come over to the side of light only through the power of, of love and seduction and twelve pages of steamy uh, description. Um, no, but my first one, my first one is one that I play with uh, with my girlfriend Renee a lot. Um, she, we and I think this one is really heightened by by knowing the other person very well as well. Your primary gaming partner, the, the person who's who you finish each other's sandwiches. Uh, the, all, all those sorts of people. So if mine, mine is um, one of my favorite two-player games, and that's Hanabi. I love, uh, I love Hanabi. Oh 
God, I, that I, Grant Beard. I'm sorry. That oh, was yeah, such a Grant jump Beard. scare. I'm yeah, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, and actually, fun fact, uh, you don't know this, but you have to play so Hanabi with Grant. That Grant as your partner. Uh, when I'm oh, talking God. about my primary gaming partner, I'm talking about uh, Grant and Grant's beard. From Grant's Gaming Beard. Um, it's a new channel, and you should all check it out. Really good. You should yes. shout it out. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Han- Hanabi is. Uh, if you want to play base Hanabi without that, ex- without the Grant Beard expansion, you can. Uh, but really, it's best <laughs> with the Grant Beard expansion. Um, Hanabi is uh, really, really great in terms of uh, a limited communication game. It is sort of a trust fall as a board game because you're going to be giving clues about the number of... Uh, your, your clues can either comprise of, hey, you have all of this color, or hey, you have all of this number. And you want to be playing together your cards from one to five in all the five different suits. But you can't see your cards. That's why Grant is holding them to the camera. Grant couldn't see his cards. He can see the backs of his cards. And so I'm telling you, hey, this is a two and there are no twos on the board, we haven't even played ones yet, it's up to you to figure out what I'm trying to say by telling you that's a two. And, and so you, you, you develop this really wicked, unspoken language that only gets deeper the more that you play. And so playing this with the same person over and over again, I think is, is absolutely the best way to enjoy Hanabi. Uh, and, then, and then We Held Hands does a similar thing to this, uh, I, I like Hanabi a little bit more, but I like both of them. Uh, and it's it's that that sense of hidden communications and the things that you come up with together. Now, now that I've played this so much with my girlfriend, I'll be like, hey, this is this thing. And she's like, okay, I know what you're saying there. And we've moved to sort of the hardest level that you can, that you can have in terms of incorporating all the different uh, multicolors in there which hide themselves. If you if you say, like, this is red, you also have to point at a multicolor, and then you'd be like, this is blue, and you point at the multicolor, and that's the only way you know it's multicolor. Anyway, it's a great game, uh, super great for couples. I, I, I wanted to shout it out there because it, it is probably the thing that I play with my partner the most. Uh, and so um, there you go. That's why it's in here. That's our number 10, Hanabi. I, you know, I've played Hanabi. I've never played it at two, Chris. It's so This is so really? interesting to me. Yeah, I've only played it in groups, three or four. Oh, yeah. Like... Is it, I don't know, how much, how different is it as a couples game as far as like just, you know, are you take, do you take fewer cards? I don't know, like mechanically. Yeah, you have a hand of five cards. So you have a hand of five cards with two to three players and you have a hand of four cards for four to five players. Right. So you have a little bit more, a little bit more leeway there with the card cycling. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, it's not that different. You still have eight clues that you have to get back through discarding cards. It's the same thing. You still have the same number of cards in the deck as well. And the end game triggers the same when you draw the last card, you each have one more turn. So, so all of that is the same. Uh, but yeah, I, I love it too because, well, also in a group, I need to trust that all the group members are going to hint the right way, <laughs> yeah, and that never it never happens. And I'm like, oh no, I I should only be taking care of the person next to me, but I have to take care of the whole group here. Yeah, uh, and then someone's going to double clue, and I it it gives me a heart attack every time. It's a good heart attack, <laughs> but but with two people, I think it's it's a bit easier as well with two people because you only have to worry about each other, and yeah. so like I I have more information and I have more uh, ways to react as well. I have less less chance for the train to go off the the edges by just uh <laughs> by by me by three people having to take a turn before i can help steer the ship again yeah. um that's what I was yeah curious. oh yeah you should play it too it's great it's really good at two it's great yeah. at two. I'm, I'm curious yeah you've got you've totally yeah. piqued my curiosity now like i because i i liked hanabi but i didn't love it but i feel yeah. like i never mm-hmm. really thought like why don't i just play this with two because you know, with especially with Michelle, because you know, I'd like to think that we're sort of on the same wavelength. When it comes yeah, to yeah, maybe, yeah, cool. And yeah, it, it, you can you can bang it out really quickly at two as well. You yeah. know, it's just like a quick game, and then you go one more round, one more round, or whatever. But yeah. oh yeah, for sure, for sure, awesome. High, highly recommend it too. It's my favorite, my favorite player count for Hanabi, just because, especially if you play with that same person and you you develop yeah. that language, like that's. That's part of the. That's the reason why I like it so much. It's it's what happens after those subsequent plays of the game, which nice. uh, it, I find is very unique to to Hanabi. Awesome. 
Uh, Raina, Ray, any thoughts? Um, have you all played Hanabi? If not, have you? would you be interested in playing Hanabi based on Chris's description? Yeah, I, I love Hanabi. Um, I've only played it on multiple player counts, too. Um, it's funny because it's on Board Game Arena, I believe. Is it? No, mm-hmm. not Hanabi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it? Is. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's on there, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny because I played it once before there, and apparently there's this meta language that they use on Board Game Arena, so it's kind of like <laughs> I cheating, believe it. <laughs> but oh. if you don't use that meta language, they get mad at you. Yeah. So I was like, I'm never playing this on Board Game Arena again, but <laughs> I, I think it's yeah. great. Oh, <laughs> Otherwise... <laughs> I've played it on Board Game Arena with Renee and then n- no other. Cause like I, yeah. the, well, the thing about Hanabi that I just like love is, is, is I would never tell someone anything about it. I wouldn't tell anybody any conventions. Like if people try to tell you conventions about Hanabi run the other way because they're not your friend. <laughs> uh, like like the, 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 the sense of discovery that you can get by yeah. realizing those conventions for yourself that happen over like, I don't know, five, six plays, you go, oh, maybe I'll start doing it this way. And then you realize and develop that shared language is, is the thing that I that I love about it. And so Board Game Arena, I can see like really ruining that because they would just mm-hmm. be like, well, don't you even know to do this thing? And they're like, well, no, I no, I didn't. And now I'll never get that that feeling of discovery, right? Mm. Yeah, no, I can actually say I've never played Hanabi kind of for the reason that you just brought up because I used to watch, well, I still do, but um, I watch a lot of the Brothers Murph content and I can't remember which brother it is, but one of them hates Hanabi because of that kind of ability to solve Hanabi where if you get Mm. this specific language with everyone at the table, it's not as fun. Uh, So that's always steered me away from it, but your description of it has kind of given me a second kind of interest in it because i love i love games with weird communication styles it's one of my favorite things and you'll actually see me talk about that later in this video uh but i just that was like the first he was the first person i ever heard talk about hanabi so i was like oh i'm gonna ignore that because it sounded like there was a potential a game breaking aspect to it but it sounds like if you play with the right people possibly you can kind of yeah there's a way to solve it you you can tell each other your cards and ruin the game yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but it sounds like that that sense of discovery even if it does eventually get to a point where you have this language that's so perfect Mm -hmm. that progress of getting there is worth it so that yeah this is i'm really glad you put this on your list because i had kind of written it off in my head for a while cool great yeah i'm very excited (laughs) nice awesome great choice chris um so that's our number 10 for best couples games folks let's move on to our number nine uh ray is gonna bring us in for number nine yeah. So speaking about weird communication styles, uh, my <laughs> first game with Nilsilis, if you could even really call it a board game, it's that's probably a stretch. Uh, but this is one of my favorite games of all time, and that is Inhuman Conditions. So this is like a TTRPG mixed with a board game, right? It's not really solidly in either category. Um, and so in, in human conditions, it's kind of like Blade Runner, the RPG sort of where you're going to have two people. Typically, there is a larger player count variant that I've never played before. But typically in human conditions, you have two people. One person is an investigator and the other person is probably not a robot, but you have to figure that out. So the entire game takes place over five minutes just during an interview conversation. So the person across from the interviewer is going to get some sort of occupation and some sort of fun character flavor. And then they're also going to find out one of three potential robot roles they might have. They might just be a regular human, they might be a passive robot, or they might be an aggressive, or I think they're called violent robots. And depending on those roles, you're trying to do different things in this interview. So the interviewer is just trying to figure out, is this person human or not human? And if you're the other person across the table, if you're human, you're just trying to survive the interview and not get like flagged as a robot. If you're a passive robot, you have some like communication barrier. So you're going to pick up a card that's going to say like, you can only reference, I think the example in this video is you can only reference strangers or enemies. So if the interviewer says like, tell me about your childhood, you cannot mention your parents, your siblings. You have to come up with weird story reasons why you'd only be talking about strangers or enemies. And then if you're a violent robot, there are things instead of, hindrances to your communication there are specific weird things you have to do in conversation and if you do those things before the five minutes run out you can kill your interviewer and it's just a very fun experimental conversation based game and like I sort of said at the beginning about like how we're defining 
couples games in this. I really tried to lead into games that really like shine when you know the other person very well. And I love weird little pocket-sized role-playing experiences. I love playing this game with my partner. It's so fun. It can be kind of honestly kind of awkward if you don't know the other person very well. So I really would only recommend playing this with your like primary gaming partner or someone you know very, very well. Uh, but it's it's such a unique, such an interesting experience. You can play it in five minutes. Uh, and it's just a very well-designed, delightful little uh, role-playing board game experience. Wow. Ray, this is nice. another example pick. of you bringing a game that I've never heard of. And now <laughs> really? I'm really oh. This is so interesting to me. I love this game. It's yeah. so weird and so fun. And there, there's such a great reveal when you're a violent robot and you've successfully like met all your requirements. You're supposed to like slam your hands on the table and like scream really loudly. A bunch of weird stuff like that. And I, I love that kind of thing in a game. It's so great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> It's the game that encourages you to act silly. And also, like, this is one of those games that, like, I just want to be weird every time because I think it's the funniest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a game where, like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can, like, play it really straight as a human and it can be less fun. It definitely encourages you to, when you get that occupation and those flavor text cards, like, really lean into Mm -hmm. those and really try to answer as if you're that character, uh, which is a lot of fun. It's just such a fun little... um, Again, more of an experience than a board game because you like if you try to win in human conditions, I'm not playing in human conditions with you. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Have you? Uh, so you, you, I mean, it does seem like the type of game that um, you know you want to play with someone that you know really well. Like, have you played with like a complete stranger? How's that experience? It seems like it would it would sort of. I have flat. not. Okay, and I don't want to. Yeah, yeah <laughs> because it is like. A weirdly intimate, a weirdly intimate experience, right? You're like grilling someone about yeah. fictional details about their life. If there's something very, very intimate about it. I mean, if you're if you're ballsy, go for it. It could it could turn out to be a very interesting experience yeah. to walk up to a stranger at a convention and whip this out. Please tell me how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but I think this could be a really fun uh, date night experience. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I I again I'm blown away that I had never heard of this game <laughs> until right now. So thank you for that, uh, Ray. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. That's our number nine. Uh, moving right along the list. Um, it looks like I've got our number eight. And uh, this one I was really excited to include in the list because I think this is a great game for couples or uh, two friends or t- just two people that enjoy games. Um, it's actually, re- well, I don't I don't like to use the word uh, it killed another game for me, but it's mm. sort of replaced one. Um, so our number eight collectively, uh, and this is my choice, is Splendor Duel. Um, this is the two-player version of the classic Splendor, and Michelle and I love Splendor. We loved it at two. Actually, I preferred uh, the base game to two uh, for two players. I think it's just a wonderful um, light uh, engine builder, and it's really easy to understand. You're just collecting gems, and then using those gems to uh, bring in uh, different um, uh, gems and also uh, complete uh, victory point cards uh, as you trade along the Mediterranean. But Splendor Duel, what it does, it does this brilliant thing of having that additional board. So you got like a spatial element to it, a little puzzle where the gems come out in a particular way on there, and now you can only take uh, the ones that are connected and uh, in, a, in a row or whatever. And it also includes a couple of different win conditions. Um, it's got just a little more going on than the base game. And that's why Michelle and I, whenever we reach to play Splendor now, it's always uh, Splendor Duel. Um, as you can see here... Uh, not only do you have um, the extra cards that you play with, but also uh, the different abilities that you can take. So there's special abilities that are built into the game as well to get you more uh, gems or uh, more points. And um, I, I just I think it's just brilliant. I love, love, love what I think it was Bruno, Bruno Cathala that came into Mark Andre's original design and added these things. And it just... If you know Splendor, you'll know Splendor Duel. It's just a couple little things. If you've never played Splendor, I think you can still get into this game. Um, just It's just a couple additional rules uh, that's different than the base game. But, oh, it's just everything about it is is right. And for a two-player game, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And that's why our number eight is Splendor Duel. 
Nice. I love Splendor. I love Splendor just as a two-player, and I, I've still yet to play Splendor Duel, mm-hmm. and I, I know I would love it as well. Like I, I've read the rule book, and I, I love the the pearls. I love the different things. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of if Sobek for two, like Sobek two players, came out around the same time as Splendor Duel. Like it which did. one came first? It's, um, yeah, same year. I know that for sure, Chris. But yeah, you're right because they both have the replenishing in the same way. Mm, the, yes. The, thing so back yeah. pandasaurus game exactly a pandasaurus game <laughs> um and as chris said the the resources when you're bringing in those uh gems or the you know uh, little chips into your uh supply there in the base game you can you get to choose which ones you take as long as they're available there but this one though it adds that puzzle element where oh i need to take in a certain row or column or whatever and then when there's only a few left you're going to go in the bag and refill it randomly again. So that always changes. It's a really cool uh, take on like a market. Um, so I that, that's what I love about it. And it's I feel like it keeps the game a little more fresh uh, in my eyes. Uh, but I, I love them both. I'll, I'll always play Splendor, but if I had a choice, definitely Splendor Duel. Uh, Rainer or Ray, uh, any experience with uh, Splendor Duel? I love yeah, this, this game. Absolutely. And it's really portable too. Phil and I actually played it on the plane to Hawaii last year. So yeah, we just put down our two little trays and everything fit perfectly on both of them. Oh, that's great. Nice. Yeah, no, this game is fantastic. I, I, Splendor is fine, but I agree with you, Ruel. This game definitely elevates it. I would always pick Splendor Duel. I was also just really surprised by this. When I, this was announced, I had like, again, I find Splendor is fine for me. It's like a gateway game that I wouldn't necessarily pick up again. Um, And I really did not know what they were going to do with a Splendor Duel. And I was so surprised by how much I, I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's part of it. As well, I was you know, it's we all work in the industry and like you sort of, I don't want to say get jaded, but you're like, do we really need a Splendor <laughs> Duel? You know, it's like okay, like every game is you know a duel now, or they have a two player, but this one was legit. Like, wow, this this is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, so totally. Yeah. Uh, let's Thanks. move on to our number seven. Our guest Reina, you've got our number seven for us uh, today, and what will it be? Yes. So this game is one of my personal favorites. Um, When I was picking my games, I was really going for things that are, you know, quick, short and sweet, because like I said, couples can mean anything from your romantic partner to your brother to your roommate. And so you you have to like kind of gauge where they at in their board gaming history. So my number seven pick is Jaipur. This is a fantastic little card game. So, you know, it's very simple. And then on your turn, you can do one of two things. You can either take a card or you can sell your cards, which are represented by different goods here. Um, so when you take a card, you can either take one from the market or you can actually swap cards from the market with your hand. And as soon as you get enough of the same type of card or good, you can go ahead and sell them. And then you take one of those chips up top and they start with a higher point range and then slowly make their way down to the bottom too. Um, it's played over three rounds and whoever has, um, you know, the most chips after three rounds wins um, because if you have the most points after one round, you get one of those chips right there. And it's great. It's it's super it's on the lighter side, in my opinion. Um, like I said, the gameplay, you either take cards, or you sell cards. Um, this is actually the older version that's showing the newer version. I really like it's a bit more vibrant and it's also portable, which I love. As you can tell, I love my portable games. And it's it's quick enough to where you might want to play a second game after. It's great. Yeah, I love how fast this plays. And just that tension of, like, do I use all my camels right now to get all this stuff? Or um, I, trying to race to get certain ones so you can get all the, you know, the higher value tokens. I, I love how it plays. It, it's such a cool uh, mechanism. And um, I play it a bunch on BGA. It's a, I think it's a really good implementation on uh, Board Game Arena as well. Um uh, fun fact, I still haven't shown this one to Michelle. I feel like she'd like it. I don't know why, but my copy mm, I'm looking at right now wow. across the room, it's still in shrink wrap. I don't know what I'm doing with my really? life. Really? Yeah, I need to bust this one out. There's your Valentine's Day plan. Oh, there there's your is, Valentine's yeah. Day plans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I planned it. Yes, happy Valentine's Day, babe. <laughs> Got you a game. <laughs> Let's try a new thing. Now, do you have do you have old version or do you have new version? I don't know. I picked it up on sale like I think a couple of years ago, it just, it's just been sitting here. Is so. the box green? Can you see it? Um, it is green. Yes. Oh yeah, that's that's old version. Okay. That's a that's a relic. Nice. Yeah. Maybe I should keep it. A in relic string. of history. <laughs> I love I love I love the green version too. Yeah. 
It's such a good game. I, I really enjoy this yeah. one. Uh, Ray, have you played this one? I'm assuming you played this one. I, I, have, I actually have not. I no, this is this is a... okay. So no, I don't. Oh, it's so good. I don't good. think so. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it looks it looks great, and I, I'm always looking for light like entry weight games that you can play with someone, and then also like I I really like that people mentioned the the quick turns of yeah. it because that's huge if you're if you're learning a new game with someone and you're doing a date night. It could be nice to be able to play a couple of times and not just have that one like loss hang over the night. Like having that ability to play again is always <laughs> always good for a date night dynamic. Agreed. Agreed. This this Chris, was you when this much, right? Oh yeah, yeah. When um when my girlfriend and I started dating, we uh she got this our like first Christmas together. She she took me on a trip. Like we just went up a couple hours outside of the city to like this little cabin. Uh, area at, at like this hotel, more like chalet, a chalet, because there we there was a restaurant there. But she chalet. she got me this because uh, she had gone to the board game store and and had been like, hey, two good two player games. So she got me this. We went down to the restaurant. We played it at like a table at the restaurant, uh, and so it's really really possible and and doable for that. Like it was just a really great solid card game. It's always held a, a really lovely place in my heart. It's a great game. Aww. It had to be on the list. Great yeah. pick, Raina. Yeah, to to thank you thing. so much. <laughs> but, but here's the real question, Raina: Who's won more times, you or Phil? <laughs> oh, definitely Phil. Phil's okay. a really great strategic player. He used to do competitive card games, so oh, I've just accepted it at this you. point. I'm here for the ride. It's fun, either way, <laughs> win or lose. <laughs> Hell yeah! And yeah, that's what we're all about here, friends, folks. On the R and R show, it's all about the experience, mm-hmm. the journey. We're we're okay with that. Um, Let's move on uh, to our number six game. Now, we have a special surprise. Uh, uh, Richard is coming to us via video. And if you via his boat? The, if you watch the extended <laughs> edition, folks, we didn't think he was going to have his videos in time. But as we're doing the show live, the videos are here. So let's take a wow. look at our number six. Uh, Richard, let me see. Uh, where are you, Richard? I'm going to click on this. He's got good timing. He does have great timing. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go here. No. Uh, Richard, can you... I'm going to press the button right now, and Richard's going to start talking, hopefully, here. Hey, everybody. Hey, Raina. Welcome to the show. Uh, you've got a good list so far, I've got to say, although I think I'm going to be going in a very different direction than all of you. With, But first of all, Chris, let me just say, I'm sure there'll be plenty of folks who disagree but I agree, I think Hanabi is a fantastic two-player game, Jen. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But, as always, uh, Chris, you just missed the mark because I would actually suggest, instead of Hanabi, check out Beyond Baker Street. It's basically Hanabi with a Sherlock Holmes theme. And uh, so the, the world comes to life a lot more. The rules make more thematic sense when we're a bunch of investigators trying to solve a crime and beat Sherlock at it. Plus, the game can have uh, legs for you to grow into because you can turn on like unique player powers and stuff like that. But still, uh, good choice. Um, Ray, Inhumane Conditions. Yeah, I totally dig it. I've never played it myself, but I've heard of it. That's the uh, game where one player is a replicant and they're trying to pretend that they're not, something like that. Yeah, that always just seemed like a pretty cool thing. I'd like to try it someday. And Splendor Duel, Roy, I know you love that one so much, Ruel. I don't know. Uh, Splendor was such a turnoff for me and Jen, but I understand from your run-through that it looks so much better. And Reina, Jaipur, here's the deal. I would have put this on my shortlist if I was considering two-player only games, uh, like uh, most of you. But I chose not to because my thought process is, hey, if I'm recommending uh, you know, a game to like a new gamer couple, I was mostly looking at this, trying to be as universally appealing as possible right? And I wanted to make sure I wasn't coming up with stuff that would like minimize because I'm thinking, well, okay, if you're a random couple, what am I going to recommend to you? And um, chances are, whatever I recommend, if I do my job right, you're going to become gamers and you'll want to share that with other people. And a two-player only game, well, you got nowhere to go. So the ones I'm talking about today, like Chris, um, support more than two, which I think if you can do it, why not? So number six on the list is Nimalia, which, well, I know you love this one as much as me. It's an absolutely fantastic game uh, that has 
two parts to it. So it's really kind of like two games in one. There's the card drafting, which is all a Sushi Go or Seven Wonders, which is very nicely done as always. That's always just a rock solid mechanism. Plus the other thing that rigs it stand out is the uh, way you do the tile laying. Uh, you know, there are a bunch of cards we're grabbing to make animal enclosures or you know, you know animal uh, biomes, habitats for them to live peacefully in. But I love the idea of laying these cards out and stacking them on top of each other. But both of those pale in comparison to the secret weapon of Nimalia, the way they handle objectives. It's done in the same way as uh, Alexander Fisher's Isle of Sky and the more recent cartographers where every time you play there's going to be a random assortment of objectives, but they activate multiple times throughout the game. So uh, this has so much replayability. Uh, if I was a new couple gamer and I only had one game to play, this would be very high on my list just because I would be able to keep coming back over and over and over again and seeing um, new twists to the formula. So I would highly recommend uh, number six on the list, Nimalia. I love Namalia. Number six, uh, Namalia. Ah, yes. Wonderful. Namalia. Yeah. This was uh, actually, I considered this for my list as well. Michelle and I, uh, we literally just played it. Uh, during the Super Bowl, we had our daughter and her boyfriend over. We introduced them to Namalia. It was a huge hit. Aww. Now, so that was great for four of us, you know, two couples, uh, but this is just strictly for couples. Michelle and I played this game a lot. It was one of my top games of uh, last year, I believe it was, when it came out. Um, the tile laying, just the different habitats and animals. Super cute art, super quick. And I love that cartographer's style um, mm. scoring where two, uh, the different goals throughout each round. And then the, you have two different goals for three rounds. Then the final two rounds, you have three goals. And they always change up. It reminds me of cartographers. But yeah, Namalia, fantastic choice, Richard. Great, great choice. Um, Reina, Ray, or uh, Chris, any thoughts on Richard's uh, wonderful choice? Number six. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I haven't played it before, but oh. it sounds exactly like the type of game that I would love. Just the tile laying aspect of it, the you know, variable goals, uh, the drafting. I'm yeah. I'm surprised I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah, Raina, highly recommend. I think you'd love it. it. It's fantastic. And it only plays in like 20 minutes. It's super quick. Yeah, and nice. I remember I saw this on like, I think I saw this on Twitter quite a bit, but I have not, I have yet to actually pick it up. But it definitely looks familiar to me. And it looks like a game I would like. I just have not not gotten my hands on it yet yeah yeah again same same boat i saw some people playing it at the niagara board gaming weekend though and nice. you know what oh. they were laughing they were <laughs> chuckling to each other nice. you know they were having a grand old time i looked at them and i said hey you guys seem to be having a great time and they said it's all thanks to namalia and they pulled it up and they all <laughs> gave me big thumbs up and they cheered and they cheered uh so i can only imagine it was it was a good one uh, because of because of those, they they are really effusive experience um, that they that they had. It's always a good thing when you, ha you get cheers. When you're cheering for a game, I think that's that's a sign of good uh, a good, yeah. <laughs> good sign, right? You know what they they all collectively did a victory lap around the room. They picked it up. <laughs> they picked up the box above their head, and then it wasn't enough for everybody, so they all took a a, a, a tile and nice. they ran around and they shouted, "Namalia, Namalia." Uh, it was very disruptive, uh, but you know we all we all enjoyed it because it's a good way to get the word out. Nice, I love that. Namalia, <laughs> Namalia. Uh, okay, great. Uh, that is awesome. We are again. Thank you uh, to Richard uh, chiming in all the way from Mexico uh, through the power of the internet. Uh, but let's continue the list here. We're on our top five now, friends, and we're going to go back to Chris for our number five. 
I'm ready for number five. I'm ready. Now, yes. th this is the enemies to lovers pick, right? Ah. This is if you really want to get get into it, you want to cut each other off at the heels. Uh, and this is a game that I think works really, really well at two players. I love it at two players. This is my top 10 games of all time. I think this game is an underrated gem and it needs to come back into print. Uh, it's Barony. Um, Barony, I might have talked about this game before on this on this show, but I think it's been a while. It's been enough that I can now talk about it again. Uh, Barony, speaking of Splendor, is by the designer of Splendor, Marc Andre, and uh, it really feels like you take uh, Catan with Splendor with Chess or Go, and you you kind of put them all up in a blender and uh, go from there so so very similar to, to to splendor it's all about action efficiency you have six things that you can do on your turn all with the goal of getting you more points and you are going to uh put people on the board move those people around turn those people into houses as you do with people in the land of barony they just <laughs> today they feel so passionate about the land that they turn themselves into houses and they come back to your to your little supplies so you can send more people out to expand a little bit more. And when they turn into houses, they give you resources uh, from those houses. And those resources all have a different uh, numerical value on them. A and one of the things you can do on your turn is exchange some of those resources to move up a step in your land. Uh, basically, you, do, you need to cash in 15 points four times, and then that will trigger the end of the game. And whoever has the most points at that point wins. Because you can also upgrade things to give yourself a little bit of a bump on the track. But all of it is uh, is about that efficiency idea, but it is a confrontational efficiency. And that's why I think this is really, really good at two players, because at three players or at four players, you can kind of get into that king-making it scenario. It's because you can attack each other, right? I can, I can move two of my knights into your house, uh, and if you didn't have a knight there to stop me from doing that, then I can just rip your house from the land and steal a resource from you. So there is this like really head-to-head -head confrontation that can happen. And when you have three players or four players, it, it's a little bit less exciting because two people can just, you know, pillage one player and you don't have the resources to to combat that. However, at two, it like, it sings. This is my top 10 of all time. Like this is, a, I love, love, love this game. It is so, so good. Um, and, and this is a game that, uh, contrary to like to Hanabi, my girlfriend hates and will never play with her, uh, because it is it is so confrontational and she doesn't like that sort of like skirmish styles. Well, she's she's she picks and chooses which time she likes the mechanics and not. She likes the mechanics a lot and sometimes and other times not at all. But uh, but it is it is that sort of idea of I think I think games like this and games that have have take that elements to it actually work really really well as couples games because you avoid that king making uh scenario that can happen in a larger game where you have that extended player count here it is a head-to-head -head thing and so then you're always left with the idea of okay is attacking you going to put me closer to my goal of that efficiency puzzle or should i take my turn and do something else with it will that get me closer right and so so balancing those two things i think is really fun uh it's got a modular board which is awesome keeps the game fresh every time you randomize the tiles certain tiles produce different things and have different movement restrictions you can't move through lakes for example uh, but you want your houses to be next to lakes because they spawn more people uh, and so just just having to survey the board and have that initial placement of your locations at the beginning is is really great I absolutely love this game. And if you are, if you're a couple who doesn't mind that sort of direct confrontation, uh, highly, highly recommend. Uh, it might be in between print runs right now, but I, it's, it's so good. It'll, it'll be around, you know, and if it isn't, it'll, it, when it comes back, I'm going to say, I told you so go to episode <laughs> 83 of the R and R show. Or whichever <laughs> one. Nice. I, and I, Go ahead. Oh, so sorry, Ruel. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm I'm fascinated that one of your top ten games of all time is a game I've literally never heard of. This is I. It's one of the reasons I love doing the show is learning mm -hmm. about games I've never never heard of before. But I'm fascinated by the Splendor X Catan X like head to head skirmishing game. That sounds fascinating, and I think you really nailed it. With I I'm the same way where I don't particularly like skirmish games except for one v one. It's not personal. You're just the only person there is to attack. Avoiding yeah. that king making is the only time I will mm -hmm. enjoy those really aggressive kind of 
uh, area controller territory-based games. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to check this out. I've never heard of it before, but I'm very excited to learn about it. That's great. I've only yeah, played base also, too. Yeah, there's an expansion, but I haven't played it. Oh, nice. I've never heard of this game as well. And you know what, Chris, you and I, we got beef now because why'd you make me so interested in a game that is hard to attain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Just play players. with me. Thanks, Chris. I think. <laughs> I mean, right. like, you know what? A million years ago, when I, I was at Origins 2022, and I, I stopped by, I think it's Madagot who, who has this. Uh, and I was by their booth, and I was like, yeah, Barony, woo! It's so good because uh, I was just ex- literally just excited to see it on the shelf, and the, the guy there was like, "Oh yeah, no one's even picked up the box. No, like, nobody, nobody's even picked up the box this whole convention." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Um, oh I was like, uh, "He's like, yeah, it's because the box kind of looks like generic fantasy, a bit." Bland, I was gonna right? say it looks a little dated for sure. Yeah. When did it? Do you know when it was printed initially? Like when it came out? Because it definitely sure. has I, that like older. It was like 2016 or 2017. Maybe. It was around oh. there, I want to say. Have, it was yes. after Splendor. So. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah, it's... Um, uh, anyway, way back then, I was like, oh, why why doesn't it sell that well? I was like, it's okay. There might, be a, there might be a reprint coming or some point. I mean, that was way back when these projects could get canceled and pushed down the line or whatever. Yeah. But I'm still holding out hope. And, and I'm like, the moment it happens, you you call me <laughs> because I want to shout it from the rooftops because I think it's it's so good. So it might be it might be in between print runs or it might be hard to find, but hold out hope. Let's get the chant going. That's awesome. We want barony. Let's make it happen. Barony, barony. Yeah, yeah. I, there I, we go. <laughs> I, I'm really interested in this, Chris. Again, I've heard about this, but I, you know, like uh, Ray and uh, Ray are talking about it. Does look sort of dated, and I'm like, I just sort of like skip right over it. But hearing your yeah. description, this sounds fantastic, and I think it's not i'm pretty sure it's not going to be a game that michelle would be interested in but uh my main uh, gaming buddy daryl this is definitely our type of game we totally you know would you know skirmish we, we enjoy those type of things um as far as the expansion, you mentioned the expansion briefly. Do you know what that entails? Like, what else it adds to it? I know it's, it was called, like, Witches or something okay. like that. I think it probably adds in new units. I, I never saw a need for it, honestly, I, so okay. I haven't even tried it. Yeah. I would try it, uh, obviously, because I, I really like the game. But uh, and, and I might have misdescribed it as skirmish. There's no sort of, like, dice rolling or anything, but more, mm. but more tactical, right? Like, yeah. that's where sure, the go sure. and the chess aspect yeah. of it comes in. That's sort of, like... M- controlled controlled tactics uh where positioning okay. matters yeah. uh so it wouldn't be any any sort of like large skirmish battles but but positioning like blocking a space is as important as claiming a space mm. right. right as you as you sort of maneuver around okay. and you did say this yeah, was totally. uh designed by mark andre the designer of Splendor. Mm. 2015 i just looked it up okay yeah i'm mark andre i think he does wonderful games so like yeah Everyone knows him for Splendor, but this looks amazing. And if you ever played uh, For the Majesty's Realm, is that what it's called? That game is fantastic. Cool. Like that one came out at the same time as Century Spice Road. And I thought that was Mark Andres. Remember how people were talking about, hey, Century Spice Road kills Splendor? Right. His answer to that was For the Majesty's Realm. For the Majesty's Realm. And people <laughs> didn't, like, that was totally overlooked. I think that's way better than Century Spice Road. Gotta check that one out, folks, if you haven't. Cool. And, just, you know, that's, hey, there's a bonus for you. That's another great couples game for the Majesty's Realm. So there you go. Let's folks. let's get it in here. Marc-Andre, all yeah, day. All day long. Okay. Uh, why don't we move on? Uh, thank you for that, uh, Chris. Let's move on to Ray, who's got our number four uh, oh, game on the list. Uh, Ray, what you got for us? Uh, yeah, so I'm coming in with another sort of experiential game you want to call it a board game? Sure. But it is more on the role-playing experience side of stuff. And this is such a classic. When I think of couples games, this is the first one I think of. This is a rom-com in a box. This is Fog of Love. I adore this game. I'm a big, I love rom-coms. I love dating sims. I love anything that kind of puts you in that, I don't know, in that fun role-playing space. Again, keeping with my theme, don't play this with a stranger. That would be really weird. Uh, if you do, though, tell me how it goes. <laughs> are you are you kissing now? Because this this game will basically have you role playing a romance with one other person. Important note: it is not your romance. You are taking on the persona of these again, sort of like rom com style characters. It's all these like cliche 
like coupling stories. Like maybe you started dating in high school and now you've been together forever. And will you break up? Won't you break up? You're basically unfolding that story together through relatively simple mechanics. You're basically just going to be going through various events in your life and deciding how you want to react to them with your own secret goals in mind. Um, So you're going to have end goals that you want to have, like an end state of the game that you want to have. Sometimes you'll want to break up with your partner. Sometimes you want to just have everyone be as satisfied as possible. There's a bunch of different modules that you can play in this game, but the core mechanics are you're going to have a couple of different relationship kind of um, stats. So you're either going to be compassionate or you're going to be cold. You're going to be, you know, um, kind of snooty or you're going to be humble. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. But as you're going through these different events, you're going to be changing your relationship dynamic and your your own personality is going to change throughout the game. And that will affect how happy your partner and you are in the relationship. And if you've ever played Decorum, which is another game by this publisher, it kind has a similar feel where you can't explicitly tell your partner what you want out of this relationship, but through your actions and how you're how you're kind of role-playing both in and out of the game, you're supposed to try to suss out what the other person wants from this situation. And again, it's more of an experience. I'm not playing Fog of Love with you if you're here to win Fog of Love. It's a really great experience to play with your partner, to tell a story, to kind of embody a couple that's not your own for a little bit can be a really fun experience uh, for an actual romantic couple. Uh, but I do think you could play this with a platonic person in your life that you're close with. Maybe just again, not a stranger because you are going to be picking the, how you want to handle intimate or like very intense, dramatic moments. But if you like board games that lead on that TTRPG side, uh, Fog of Love is a classic uh, rom-com board game. Nice. This is a yeah, game. I would- I I've thought been, this might be on your on your list. I know yeah. you love this one. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've yet to to play it. I know so much about this game, Ray, but I I haven't taken that leap forward to play it yet. Um, I feel like Michelle would be into it, uh, but how how much does uh, you talk about the role playing aspect of it? Is it mm-hmm. a lot more role playing than board game, or is it more board game than role playing? It. <sighs> It really, I would say, is down the middle. It holds your hand a lot more than, say, something like Inhuman Conditions, where it's like, all right, talk to each other for five minutes. That's Inhuman Conditions. This game will, it'll, you can really not role play it at all outside of the choices you're making as your character. So you want to pick things that are in line with your character, but you have objectives that are on paper that guide you towards those objectives. So you don't have to bring a lot of your own creativity to it. I think it's more about, like, if you don't, derive joy from creating sort of just a social story you won't like it if you're just strictly a board gamer you won't like it but if role playing the concept of like traditional D role playing makes you anxious this is not that you're not going to be having dialogue with your partner you're not going to be asked to on the spot come up with something but you're just inhabiting a character that's really as far as that role playing aspect goes and some people that makes them uncomfortable but this is a nice baby step if you want to try your hand at something that is really a good mix between both both mediums of board games and ttrpgs awesome thank you for that i really appreciate that i I really want to get this to the table i i may have a copy uh sitting around here somewhere uh but yeah uh, it's a fun one the only thing i will say is that it can be a little bit fiddly there are quite a lot of like little bits happening which is my one gripe with it is that the the thieving and the mechanics feel like they should be so entry level but it's like the how to play is 23 minutes long that is like a long how to play for a game of this style so that's my only i would love for them to come out with like maybe a small travel version of it or something that's a little bit trimmed down because this is kind of a board gamers game like they've got all the expansions and all the but all these things that can be a little intimidating for maybe who i think the target audience of this game is supposed to be um so yeah that's my one gripe with it you know what i would love a TikTok from Reina to explain how to <laughs> play the game. That would be that would be Hell my yeah. jam right there. <laughs> uh, Good luck getting it in a minute, but yeah, right? if anyone can do it, Reina can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this game is fantastic. It feels like a choose your own adventure type of game. You know, the ones totally. that we used to play like on our apps on mobile phones all the time. Um, I will say this is not for the week of the week relationships. And what I mean by that is if you have the type of personality where um, you know, you have a dream that your partner cheats on you and you wake up and you're actually really upset with them. Um, 
this will be like an exercise and like it's it's like exposure therapy because sure. you will come across some conflict for sure and you really have to detach yourself from wow. the character that you are playing as. Yeah. That's, That's why I wanted yeah. to like do that disclaimer of like it's not your relationship and it is something you have to yeah. constantly remind yourself I am playing Mary. I'm not myself. You are not you. You are someone else because it does it does put you in that if you do really get into it and you are with your romantic partner, 100%, it could be exposure therapy is a great way to, to describe <laughs> it. Absolutely. That is good to know. Well, I'll promise you this, Ruel. I've never played it as well, but you and I can play it together. <laughs> and before it begins, I'll make sure to search through those cards and get the goal to make sure you and I are both uh, incredibly satisfied. I think those were yes. the words that uh, Ray used. <laughs> yes, I that's, make sure that's the that terminology. I think, I think we both win. We will both win as long as we win. I would pay so much satisfied. money to watch the two of you play that game. Please, dear God. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, right here on the R&R show. Chris and I, we're going to win that game, and we will win the hearts of all <laughs> of you. That. We will win it. <laughs> we will win our hearts. <laughs> nice. All right. Great call, Ray. Yeah, I, I'm super excited uh, to actually give this a little shot so thank you for that uh let's move yeah. on we've got our top three remaining folks um our best couples games number three is going to be to me and if you saw our extended edition of the show i talked about this one and click on the links below to find out what i said about this game it's our number three best couples game this is uh probably for me and michelle is probably our number one game that we played together the, not only the most but the one that we enjoy the most it is patchwork uh this is a uve rosenberg game about making quilts and i've always loved it because it was one of the first games i got many years ago that was like not typical like sci-fi fantasy or whatever i mean we're building quilts i mean how different is that and this is a brilliant one that um michelle and i we learned from this game uh of the biggest thing we learned is that we love tile laying games and this is a brilliant one uh you lay tiles down uh trying to make your quilt you're trying to cover all those squares and of course it's gonna be really impossible because all the shapes are are funky and different and the thing that i really love about this game is the um economy uh the currency in the game are the little buttons and as you go around um this is richard's playthrough from many years ago uh, there are certain spots on the board where you're going to get income, basically, which are those buttons. And those buttons, you use those to purchase uh, new pieces to your quilt. And as you can see there, they are all different sizes. You're trying to lay them down uh, perfectly because, in typical Uwe Rosenberg fashion, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of negative scores in this game. Uh, so any open space is going to be uh, worth a negative two points. So you're trying to fill those all up, and it is tough. It is such a Nice. I mean, I wouldn't call it brain burning, but it's definitely a thinky game. And um, one thing that I learned from Michelle uh, right off the bat was that getting that income is really crucial to be having any kind of success in this game because you want those buttons to purchase things. Because if you don't have income, you could always pass, and passing is fine because as you pass all the spots that you pass, you're going to get income for that. Like if I uh, leap ahead four spots, then I'm going to get four buttons, um, which is great because I'm going to get pieces. But at the same time, now my opponent, it's their turn. And if they're, you know, they're behind you by so many spaces, they're going to have opportunities to take a couple of turns in a row. So it's kind of sort of like that Tokaido thing, too, where person and last sort of has an advantage. Um, I absolutely love this game. And, you know, Uwe <laughs> Rosenberg went on to do like a, a trilogy of other tile laying games like uh, Cottage Garden, Indian Summer, and so forth. And, of course, the big one, Piece of Odin. But this one, to me, is so, so ter great. Um, because it's so easy to get to table. Uh, because the rules, uh, really, there's not much. It's like, do you know Tetris? Then we're going to play Tetris right now, but we're going to throw in some buttons as well, and uh, we're going to see who can fill up their quilts, um, and by the end of the game, hopefully, you'll score the most points. But, gosh, I love this game so much. It's all right. That's why it's our number three on our collective list of best couples games, Patchwork. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I knew it would be on your list. You love Patchwork, Ruel. You're the you're the Patchwork <laughs> champ. Yes. 
I love it so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, there are other tile laying games that are terrific uh, that are out there. And again, folks, if you click on the links below for the extended edition, I'm going to reveal a couple of uh, other tile laying games that work great for couples. But this one, for whatever reason, it's just so near and dear to my heart um, because, again, I got into the hobby many, not many moons ago, but about seven years ago. And this one was relatively new at the time. And I was so excited because there's, I, I can honestly tell y'all that I have no other quilting games in my collection. So <laughs> this is the one and I, I, I love it so much. I play it online all the time on BGA. There's also an app, but uh, for me, OG patchwork, it's always going to be a hit. It's an evergreen for me. Uh, what about y'all? Do you have any experiences with uh, patchwork or any of the Uwe Rosenberg uh, tile lane games? Yeah, I feel like this is the quintessential two-player game, honestly. Like, if you held a gun to my head and you're like, quick, name a two-player game, it'd be Patrick <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, and this is a game that I actually see a lot um, online where people are asking for advice about, I'm trying to get my partner into board games. What should I start with? Patchwork is one of the ones that's talked about the most frequently because, like you said, it's a familiar mechanic. Most of us have played Tetris and know how it plays before. But then you just gamify it a little bit. And I think it's great. Yeah, that. That familiarity of like Tetris, right? I think that goes a long way because uh, when Michelle, when I remember introducing Michelle, I just said Tetris and her her eyes lit up because she's always playing Tetris <laughs> on her phone. She's like, "What Tetris board game? Yeah, there it is." And yeah, it, it was, it's been a winner in our household ever since. That's awesome. I just I love Uwe, Uwe Rosenberg and those spatial puzzles. As I mentioned um, in a previous episode, uh, Feast for Odin is one of my favorite yes. games, and this kind of takes that. That little thing that you do out in your Viking yard, it just makes that the whole game. And so what what is not to love about Patchwork? Agreed. Patchwork, I'm consistently horrible at. I'm, <laughs> I'm a good board gamer. I am not when I play Patchwork. Uh, and uh, We all have that one game. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the game in the pre-show we asked, if we talked about the game that you would guaranteed win. This is the game I guaranteed lose. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, Chris, yeah, let's play this game sometime. I would love to Yeah, yeah, you'll me. You want to feel good about yourself? Play me in Patchwork. That's, 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 the, that's the secret of life and happiness. No. Nice. Okay, like, how did you got... get negative 84 on them? I just passed. I just passed. And what's what's funny is, like, I I know I've won and I've lost uh, games where I've had negative scores, like, right? It, because it's, yeah. it can be pretty punishing if you don't get the right piece at the right time. And, you know, it's like, I'll tell you, something, it does feel good to win. Like, hey, I've only got negative two. You've got negative 30. Like, I win. Like, even though it's negative score, it's, it still feels good to win. <laughs> totally. Let's move on to our number two. Reina, our guest, our special guest, has so got a number two. What do you have for us? This game is very near and dear to my heart. My husband and I have a lot of good memories of playing this game in bed, using like a poster board as a table and having to whisper so we don't wake up our roommates. And speaking of Ruel, you said that, um, you know, um, with Patchwork, there's a familiar aspect of Tetris. With this game, I always like to call it Battle Yahtzee, and that is Dice Throne. Yes. Now, this game, I think, can play at least up to four players, possibly even more, but I just love the head-to-head two-player version of it. Um, the basic gameplay of this is that you roll, you chuck a bunch of dice, and then you get two re-rolls, and you're trying to complete classic Yahtzee hands. So you have, like, you know, two pairs or a straight or a large straight or Yahtzee or, you know, all sixes. And you're playing as a certain character, and there's a bunch of different ones that you can play as. So that's where it really gets great with the asymmetry. And then you're trying to just whittle your opponent down to zero health points. Um, it's also great because you have your personal player board and you can actually upgrade your different attacks and your different defenses. Um, each of the players or each of the characters also has different, um, not only play styles, but difficulty. So if you are playing against someone who hasn't really played this that much, you can give them a lower difficulty level and giving yourself a higher difficulty level. So it's interesting for the both of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is great. They have so many different um, iterations and characters of it out. There's season one, there's season two, there's Marvel Dice Throne. And there's also, if you enjoy it so much, there's a Dice Throne Adventure. So it's a cooperative sort of campaign game. Uh, this game also has one of the most active and large fan bases I've ever seen. I'm a part of the Dice Throne community on Facebook and that it's always popping off in there. Um, so this yeah. is great. I love this game. Yeah, it's such, oh, this is so good. You you described it perfectly, Ray. The two words, Battle Yahtzee. That's that's what exactly that's all this is. Yeah. And you weren't kidding about a passionate fan base. Oh my gosh. Like I've 
I've seen that passionate fan base. They they love this game, and it's so cool. Uh, all the different IPs that are involved with it now, and um, I believe Chris, there was uh, weren't they? Wasn't there a uh, World Series of board gaming? Um, a tournament? Uh, yeah, yeah. They had, we had the national Dang. dice throne championships at, at WSBG last year. It yeah. was cool. We we got to live stream it. I got to see their picks because, like, in tournament, the tournament settings really cool. You like you bring in three, uh, three characters, and then your opponent bans one. So you're like, Ooh, okay, here are the three characters cool. I'm going to play, yeah. and then you ban one, and you have to win with both of your characters that are left as well. So it's Very like cool. so people so people were trying to like out meta each other. They're like, yeah, this one always gets banned, so that's why I'm bringing this in so that they ban it, so that I actually get to keep these oh two uh, and, and play it that way. So like that was that was really cool. Um, I think I think Raina, you hit it 100. It's a two player game. It's nothing. Yep. It's not any other thing other than a two player game. <laughs> it is a two player game 100, percent but it is a great two player game for sure. Yeah. I got a confession. Yeah, the first time I played Dice Throne, I hated it. I hated it. And here's why. Really? Here's why. Because we played a, I think it was a five-player battle royale game. Ah. I was like, no <laughs> way. And then, you know, I that scarred me for a couple of months. I came back to it as a two-player game. Loved it. I was like, okay, this is the way it should be. So, yeah, it's it's a fun, fun, fun game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm devastated because my girlfriend doesn't like dice run at all, and and honestly, it's grounds for grounds for separation. Have that go. come up in Fog of Love and see what happens. <laughs> I think it's irreconcilable. Yeah, the, the the event card is your partner doesn't like your favorite board game. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. You leave them. That's what you do. You get gone. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Uh, cool. Happy so, Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly here on the R&R show. Uh, let's see what Richard's got for us uh, for our number one couples game. Take it away, Richard. Okay, some more excellent choices. Although, once again, Chris, you and I are the only ones that are simpatico looking for games that work well for more than two. Uh, but... Barony? What are you looking for? Games that will split couples up and lead to divorce? Jeez Louise. I mean, I've heard it's a great game, but man, way too cutthroat for me and Jen. Although, uh, if folks are interested in an interesting two-player only uh, area control game, might I suggest Fjords? I think that's actually a fantastic alternative, especially the new one, because hey, it'll house, again, more than two, and it has a bunch of modules you can turn on, so there's lots of flexibility and replayability baked into it. Uh, Ray, Fog of Love, yeah, an excellent choice. Um, you know, probably you know the, the safest bet on this entire thing. If you're if you've got a loving couple and they want to, well, you know what, this could actually be a kind of a dangerous one too. It might uh, mean you plumb uh, previously unexplored depths of your relationship. But Fog of Love is brilliant, and Patchwork, of course, Ruel, yeah, that's an OG couples game in the biggest way. Uh, and Rihanna, what was it? Oh, Dice Throne. Again, more head-to-head -head stuff. Although, don't forget, Dice Throne does have the expansion that can turn it, or the standalone game, Dice Throne Adventures, that can turn it into a co-op game. So that'd be something for folks to grow into. And it makes sense. Hey, we're new gamers. We're couples gamers. We want to grow. Oh my gosh, there's so much more Dice Thrones available. But anyway, folks, back to me. Number one on the list. It was the instant one I thought of when uh, this was broached. Cascadia. Yeah. Um, actually, it's interesting. Jay and I, we're on the road here in Baja, and we've got a copy of Cascadia, and we've actually played it several times with complete board game noobs, all of whom, coincidentally, were couples, and they've all said, yeah, we're going to have to get a copy of this and bring it home with us because, well, it works great at any player count. And, you know, like I said right up front, I'm trying to go for games that are kind of universally appealing, um, you know, not d doing a lot of things with superheroes or science fiction or f high fantasy or whatnot. Uh, you know, just trying to find the right home for uh, beautiful woodland creatures while making, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Cascade North Pacific Northwest area. It's just, I, 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 it's never failed. I mean, there's a reason it won the Spiel des Jahres, although I still am kind of the fence and thinking maybe it should have been a Kenner, but I understand, I understand. Uh, it comes with the uh, easy setup, but even that can be fairly complex. Anyway, though, regardless, Cascadia is deservedly one of the all-time greats and i cannot recommend it highly enough which is why it comes in at the top of the list but folks i've got more to talk about i'm actually about to uh go out there and get on a boat and do some whale watching but when i get back uh in the post show i'll have some additional ones that i think are worth mentioning okay back to you guys uh richard for number one chose cascadia 
Okay. Okay, nice. Great choice, Richard. I love Cascadia. Uh, again, another game that Michelle and I uh, absolutely adore, and it was one of my favorite games of 2023, I believe, or was it 2022? I, time has no meaning. Um, but I love, we love tile laying games, and this one is special. It's got that dual tile lane that I love. You know, you have your habitats and your, your animal tokens that you try to line up. There's different things. I just recently got into the Landmarks expansion and that one uh, for people who are in the heavier games um, that think uh, uh, Cascadia is too light, definitely get that Landmarks expansion because it mm. adds a few things that really crunch, make it a little more crunchy. Uh, but yeah, I love Cascadia. What about y'all? Uh, thoughts about number one, Cascadia? I love Cascadia. I... I... We'll poke at Richard a little bit in that I don't know for two players that it is like such a, it's not a distinctive two player experience in my mind, hmm. but I do love Cascadia. It's, it's one of my favorite tiling games. It's one of my favorite little pick up and go games. Um, I played this when I went to um, Europe with my mom recently. We just, we took all the tokens in a little bag and we played it on the plane and it was just one of, it was just delightful. And yeah, Cascadia is great. I wouldn't necessarily call it like a two-player definitive experience, mm -hmm. but I know Richard only plays games like with his wife, so I can understand uh, <laughs> where he's coming from with that. Totally. Yeah, fun fact, um, Cascadia is one of the, I believe, seven games that has won both the Spiel and the BGG Golden Geek Game of the Year Award. Oh. Yeah, and it's That's for good reason. Yeah. Um, it's It's definitely really great, and I think it's one of, when I think of Cascadia, I think of the other games um, that's also by the Flat Out and AEG duo, which is um, Calico and Verdant. Mm -hmm. yes. And Cascadia re remains my favorite out of the three. It's a Lovely. great contemplative experience. And, you know, they have different, um, like, scoring objectives. So it, the game doesn't get stale. You can really just keep going. Yep. And it's beautiful. What else can you ask for? I, I yeah. agree, Raina. That, I'm, so, I'm glad you brought that up. A Calico, Verdant, those are terrific games. For whatever reason, Cal Cascadia is the one that hits the hardest uh, with me. I, I just, I, I love how, um, you know, there's a reason why it won uh, those uh, those awards, right? It's just so easy to get to the table, yet there's enough strategy there to satisfy any gamer, I think. Yeah. I think for, for me, it's it's close. I think I like Verdant more. I think I'm, I, okay. I, I Verdant just edges it out. I haven't played Calico, uh, I, but um, mm. I played Cascadia and Verdant. Although the last game of Cascadia, it was at two players and it was really cooking. It was really cooking. <laughs> and I was like, uh oh, you're coming back now. I think it's also Verdant is, is the game that um, my, my girlfriend likes to likes to play the same game over and over again, and I like to play a lot of different games. But so that's the, her current one that she that she's been requesting. So we've been playing it a bunch recently. Awesome. So I've been enjoying it. But yeah, both that that whole I know Calico is great because I've heard great things about it. Um, I I like all of it's that. It's crunchy. Calico will, yeah. Calico is such a different experience from yeah. uh, Cascadia. It's, totally. Holy, yeah. It's I, wild. I mean, I understand why people make the comparison between those two games all the time, obviously, but like yeah. they're such different experiences in my cool. mind. So good. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what I'm they've excited to try. The water it, but yeah. Up there, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. They're creating some great games up in the Pacific Northwest. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, friends, that's our uh, top 10 uh, the couples games. Be sure to click the links below to find the extended edition. We're going to talk about a bunch more. So is Richard. Uh, Raina, I want to thank you on behalf of Array and Chris and <laughs> Chris with the Hearts. I want to thank you so much for joining us, my friend. It's been great talking to you and learning about games and learning about you as well. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really wonderful hanging out with you three and hope to do it in person sometime. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's do it for sure. Okay, uh, that's going to be it, folks. Thanks again for watching the R&R &R Show, episode 83. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. So long, see ya. Bye-bye.